Well, that was the thing. I made a new one. It's I made a new one. No, it's the pinchy, um, el compita Carlos Paez. Dog. I, I, I oh, used it. Did you get yeah. the San Diego one? Yeah, I got the San Diego one. I got the San Diego one. I clipped it down. It all looks good. It's oh, the San Diego song? Bitch, you don't have to pierce my fucking ego with that comment, though. What's wrong with you, bro? How long you got? She got the fail, dog. Always messing okay, with me, dog. Te pasas de weenie. That's, that's the messed up shit, dog. Te pasas de weenie. I'm going to tell my mom that you're mad at her. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful podcast of the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Aquí con el compita downtown Caesar Brown. <laughs> el compita St. Paul Sinaloa. Caesar Chicolate. Ooh. <laughs> joining us today, the sultry voice you hear from the yeah, south town of Barrio Logan is Ernie Salgado. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs> el compita Ernie is gracing us with his presence. And I was just, I saw him in the taste room. My cousin came into town. He's from a... Originally from Mexicali, then he moved up to to Washington for work, mm. and we just whooped the whoop, just hanging out, having a couple of drinks, catching up, and then uh, pinche vaquero wait catches my eye in the corner. I was like, yeah, you, you thought you already filmed the Tres Animales I video? Like, you were like, I was like, hey man, here? casting for Tres Animales was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it's over now. I know I was a computer earning. I sounds like oh, always looking, feet always looking clean. I was looking for boots, though. I'm not gonna lie, no, I was no. looking for boots. Today's my day off, so I was like, I'm gonna slip on the van. It's like yeah, half, half Mr. Rogers, half Mr. Rogers, half like mountain guy, dog. You know, <laughs> remember how Mr. Rogers when he used to get home, how he used to flip it over to oh, the blue van? Yo, you already know. This yeah. is my homage to Mr. Rogers with the blue van. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Well, Ernie, thank you for joining us oh. from the wonderful world of Barrio Logan. I want to let you tell your story. But before we get into that, Caesar, big shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, the people at Grasshopper, grasshoppergbuds.com. Mm. Any tell hour me, of the day. Tell me about before 10 a.m. What happens? Any hour of the day they're available, but before 10, happy hour. You get those wake and bake prizes. They'll deliver. You can go pick up. Do After your 10 a.m., what happens? You drop that emo brown. You get that fifteen percent, bro. We keep, bro. We keep bro. you. We keep you. We keep you fed. Whatever you need, <laughs> we got you. Patreoners, son un chingo. Yeah, bro. We can't read all. We that. broke through the ceiling of like Patreon <laughs> people, forever known as now emo brown social club members. We are over ninety, bro. So ninety. Yeah. So this is what I'm well, gonna last do. Last time I was here, seventy-seven. Yeah, we got a lot over the weekend. If I could do math, I would tell you what that is. Carry bro. your toe whatever um, <laughs> we have a lot of people that support us we're fortunate we're thankful we're grateful the backyard boogie for those of you who were fortunate to sign oh, up the oh. sign up is over you missed it ni modo we will have another one probably in the uh, in the holiday season para navidad we'll figure out a spot I'm not going to name the spot we're doing it now because not everybody knows, bro. bro not everybody true. knows until it's people, done. People, people text me trying to guess, and every single person that texted me, I told them yes. <laughs> so. People are just going to be rolling around everybody. <laughs> different spots. Hey, did you hear us out here? No, yeah. it's out here, man. <laughs> yeah, because oh, you know yeah, people man. talk. So everyone's going to ask each other, hey, bro, that wolf. Well, told me it was over here. And, yeah, yeah, but he told me it was here. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time at the Backyard Boogie. We got at the Backyard Boogie, the taco guy. We got the guitarra guy. Oh we got that DJ guy. We're doing a live podcast guy. The guitarra guy that supposedly will be our intro again. Yeah, dude. I was supposed to change it today, but thank you for stroking my ego. Back to Ernie Salgado. <laughs> El compita Ernie. Bienvenidos, Ernie. Well, I think. Known you for a minute, known you for a while, not necessarily rolling the same groups. I'm always on the outside looking in. You're very popular. <laughs> no, no, no. You're tall, for one. I look up to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, you hold it down in Barrio. 
I, I try to. That's that's one thing that that's near and dear to my heart is is uh, my community. So being able to support my community whichever way I can support it. That's that's my main goal. Born and raised. Born and raised, yes. Uh, all around, uh, grew up in Shelltown, grew up in Barrio Logan, grew up don't, and uh, went to school in Golden Hill. Went to school at Our Lady, so they had two campuses. But I've seen a lot of things growing up down there. And, well, yeah, I'm for and, sure. And kind of fell victim to a lot of it. Not really, but I mean, it was, it was up and downs, ups and downs, you know. And I've seen a lot of things that kind of made me who I, who I am today and kind of geared me to why I do the things that I do because of those. Ah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he stopped sentences. <laughs> it kind of gears me to those things that I, that I do that I'm focused on today just to kind of just carry out my mission and carry out my life. Let's pick at that things. for a second. Um, things that grew up and molded you and shaped you into the fine young man and community leader that you are now. Things have changed in Barry Logan. I mean, things have, you know, things have always looked, uh, oh, we have a brewery here. We have this here. We have a that here. It wasn't always Barrio Logan where, you know, everybody feels comfortable to go. You know, I mean, I remember being little and going to um, uh, Chicano Park Day, Pinchy Festival. I thought my mom, my dad made fun of me the most. I was like eight, seven or eight. And he was like, Miko, you were like 20. But it was seven or eight. And I saw some, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, Miko. And, and he pulled, some dude pulled out a gun and fucking like I melted, bro. I was like, ah. <laughs> like, I guess, well, like it was like I it, it, like I was fucking a gremlin and the sun hit me or something, bro. It was like, and and it just freaked me out, you know. And now that fast forward like almost thirty something years, now you know you, you see people walks of all life walking up and down, you know, night pelo woo woo. Everyone feels nice and warm and cozy inside. It wasn't always like that. No. What was it in the in the era that you grew up? How was it back then? When I grew up, I I, I grew up around my uncles. Uh, I like to say kind of where the creators of Shelltown and, and they kind of exposed me to a lot of things that were going on. There was a big heroin epidemic in the early eighties that was going on. And a lot of people were overdosing back then. <clears throat> and the whole era, the whole kind of American me movie style era that mm -hmm. had kind of played was portrayed very exact on what was going on in San Diego, Barrio Logan, Shelltown, Golden Hill, Sherman Heights and all those areas. And no matter what gang you came from, that epidemic was taking over. And that, epi that, that time period that was going on, it was the, the, the hardcore Chicano, hardcore Cholo. That's where Cholos came from. And, and that era, I had a, a lady who, who was helping me clean my house the other day. And it's just like that era kind of raised me to the, have the respect that I do for my elders, that have the respect that I do for my neighborhood, that have the respect that I do for the cultura. Mm. When I see people coming around and saying they're OGs, like an OG for me is somebody who survived that era. Made it through. Yeah. Helped mold that neighborhood exactly. to what it is now. And now it's like OG is thrown around like very freely. And it, it kind of disrespects the people that have paved the way for that culture. Put in work. Exactly. Blood, sweat, tears. Exactly. And that's that's my, I feel like my job is to kind of like highlight that cultura still and those people and not let the next generation fall into that cesspool of, of whatever's going on. And that's what's happening nowadays. It's just like back then it was the heroin epidemic. Nowadays it's a fentanyl epidemic. And, mm -hmm. that, and that's what's happening. And it's just like, 
I just seen, where was I? Oh, I just got off the freeway right there at, at Cesar Chavez and, mm-hmm. and right there, the, the hotel right there by Cuatro Milpas. And for sure, there was a- Did you bring tortillas? No. Te pasas de Habló de mixed cocktails, habló de tortillas, pero no está nada aquí. He's talking about it, but he ain't being about it right <laughs> well, now, bro. <laughs> I didn't know I had to bring care packages. Cesar <laughs> nomás told me, like, hey, dog, we got you. And I was like, <laughs> and now all of a sudden, like, we're taxing you, bro. What'd you bring? What'd you bring? <laughs> this guy over here, taxation without representation. We, we don't go to the north of the 54 very often. Early, I mean, like, if I, have, if I have somebody from Barrio coming down, first thing is like, yo. Yo, <laughs> speak for yourself. I'm a regular over there. Bro. Yeah, I, was I, was, I was driving the truck and the alarm was going on. Beep, 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 beep. You're too far. You're too far. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> my anklet's going off. What's going on? <laughs> no anklets here. Let me ask you something. As, as a child, was that something that you could recognize like watching that heroin, the, the epidemic that went on? Because to me, I can recall that from my childhood. You know, my Nino had a, an apartment a couple blocks back from Lady Guadalupe and uh, that that stuck with me as a child. Like it gave me a fear of needles mm-hmm. watching that shit happen. And it, it stuck with me. And I just, I wonder as someone who saw that in the neighborhood that was so prevalent in that, is that something that you noticed or is it something that they sheltered you from? Uh, no, because 90% of my time that in my childhood, I grew up in Barrio Logan or Shell Town or whatever. And I seen all this. I seen yeah. needles. I seen people overdose. I seen people shot. And it's just like, it made me who I am because it made me respect something who what I didn't want to be. Oh, right? well, there's there's no greater role model than seeing something develop and like, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like, best yeah. form of child care here. Take care of my kids. Yeah, oh, you know, you know sure. it's like, yeah, I got three little kids. You want to babysit them? Yeah, cool. Yeah. I assure you after a weekend of babysitting my kids, mm-hmm. you ain't going to want to have kids. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? My kids, more monstruos. But yeah, seeing all that throughout my life and, and, and here's, here's the kicker for me that was the biggest kicker for me was that my father was a police officer for San Diego police at the time for 37 years. Damn. Helped start Latino Police Officers Association and was like the mecha for the police officers. But like I still had there people that, hey, we were, we're still police officers, but we still want to do good for, good for the community. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah. So they ended up writing a book about them, uh, Lines and Shadows, Joseph Wamba. Like there was a group of, of, of police officers that dressed up undercover that people were being robbed at the border and they were crossing over and there were people that were robbing them. And so they were the ones that were stopping the robberies from happening. Damn. So, so they were, they were undercover in, in, in the good way. Yeah, They were undercover. I got pictures of them. They were undercover like as mojados. Like uh-huh. you guys, and even this little negrito memorenito. You're from Nicaragua way. It's, it's like, no, they were, they were all undercover, but they were stopping the robberies Damn. and the rapes because there were these coyotes that were like taking advantage of women and stuff like that, raping them and stuff and robbing the people of all their life savings that were trying to come over. And so they weren't about, hey, whatever you're trying to do, we're just stopped trying to stop the crime. I don't think people realize the vulnerability of somebody crossing, an undocumented citizen crossing oh, yeah. to a whole new fucking world, you know, completely green to everything that goes on over here. And the people who bring them over are usually the same people. They're usually oh, the same yeah. people that they're take advantage, you know? You a bunch yeah. of money, it's like, you know, you know, people are snakes, man. Nine it's times out of like, 10, people are leaving down there to, to get a better life for themselves, for their children, for their future. They're escaping violence, they're escaping crime, only to like be brought over in the cradle of crime. The same people that are bringing them over are going to end it, and it's, it's crazy. 
Pásame una, por favor. Ah, el vato quiere cerveza. Ya, ya, ya. Más tierra tiempo. Ya, anda pisteando. Esto es de nipple off. You were drinking high C all morning, bro. That's bad for you. Ah, Caprice. Orange high C. That's how it is. McDonald's high C. I mean, you know, my, my experience in Barrio Logan was every Sunday at Our Lady Guadalupe. Yeah. You know, ahí con el Father Brown, con el Father Rizuro. You know, like those were my experiences. I had a tía that lived there. Um, but I, I think my mom, had, they lived there as well. But my experience was every Sunday, bro. Yeah, Fucking cause... hated church. So I would just count the beams in the ceiling and create stupid ass games about one, two, three, four, five. If I was here. The stations of the cross on the side of the wall. See, dude, I counted all those things that turned yeah. me into a fucking rain man and everything. Like I, I learned everything about counting and numbers there. But I, I was, I've lived a sheltered life, bro. You know, it, it, it was Sundays there outside. My favorite part about going there was outside. El Tiangui setup, like oh, I would buy my sure. Tucanes cassettes, yeah. Chalino cassettes, like they would sell little embroidered little belt buckles. I'd get them there, dog. Anuncios at the end of Misa was like, Señoras, las señores aquí de Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, eh, vamos a tener un, tamales, un, tam, un tamales, un pozole, por favor, vayan ahí después de la Misa. Like, that was my shit. And you were a crudo while you were in church, too. At, like, at six in the morning, at six, at six uh, years old? No, bro. <laughs> my first beer was at 14, uh, Carta Blanca. Nah, so, I mean, I, I grew up going to church until I said... And this bullshit. I don't want to go to church. That's a whole different pedal. You don't want to hear about that. Yeah, right? we, you don't want to we hear about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to piss my parents <laughs> off. You know, just recently I found out my parents listened to the podcast. But oh, mijo, oh, you talked to so and so. I was like, oh, that, did you really mean that? I was like, mom, don't listen to our shit. Man. <laughs> that's 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 interesting because I I did the whole. I went to Catholic school. Went to Guadalupe. Did the whole Father Brown thing. Father Brown was my homeboy. That was my. He did a lot for the community. That was like, who who what. Other priests in anywhere in the whole entire world blesses lowriders. And the Chargers, bro. And the Chargers. Remember? Chargers like, <laughs> we were there the day that he blessed the Chargers. You, have, I think my, it was <laughs> you, you have Miles McPherson, but who was the OG? Yeah, OG, right. OG Father, Father Brown. Brown. Yeah, bro. Father Brown. Miles, we know where you got that from. Dude, it, it was just crazy. I remember that whole era of my life, of my childhood, was there going to Barrio Logan, going to church, eating after church, getting nieves, paletas after church, buying little goodies, whatever, and taking them back. Every Sunday, boom, going back, going back. But um, I'm from fucking Chula Vista. You know, my parents worked hard workers, so somebody had to take care of us, my abuelita and my tias. You know, so it's like, those are, I feel like those are the stories that connect all of us. When you're from San Diego, you may be from like Chula Vista, from San Isidro, from National City, from Barrio Logan, but in essence, you from everywhere, because wherever yeah, your family yeah, that's yeah, raising yeah. you is from, dog, like you said, Shelton and City Heights yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like, I consider myself, like, I, I, uh, my abuelita and my tia would take care of me in Villanueva. And then they would take care of me in Spring Valley. Yeah. And then they would take care of me in Paradise Hills. Exactly. And then I was from Bonita. And then I'm Chula Vista. So it's like, fuck, I'm very familiar I, with yeah. all the hoods, you exactly. know? Exactly. It's like my, my godmother, she grew up in, in Chula Vista. And then my, my tia was from National City. And then... My, the lady that I knew helps clean my house, the Potrillos, and then the Zunigas from Shelltown. And it's just like, there's the It's names. a network, bro. There's the names. It's like, oh, I know your uncle. I know your yeah. It's like, hey, pues, caile caqui, I'll cook you your gente. You're, you know. We're like Reno. We're the biggest little town in the world. You know, it's like <laughs> San Diego seems like it's sprawled out everywhere. And people are like, oh, you can't no, walk. No, no, you can't no, do this. No, I said, no. yeah, we but in five it. minutes. We're all interacted. You can, you can get, yeah, everyone's connected. Everyone's interacted. And I feel like now, like, I don't want to say post-pandemic, but on the tail end of what's going on now that everyone's getting vaccinated and things are kind of like, you know, quote unquote, normalizing. I feel there's been a resurgence in a sense of pride in your community. You know, oh, yeah. there's been a resurgence in a sense of pride of taking care of your inner circle. 
you know, mental health, uh, taking care of people who, who are on the streets, taking care of the kids in the community, whoever needs help. How can we do what? That's how we were birthed here now with the foundation. I think the both of you come from communities that really represent that the best. I don't think that there's a lot of communities in San Diego that take pride the way that Barrio Logan and Chula Vista does. So there's something to be said about that. And now I think people being sheltered and stuck at home gave them an appreciation from where they're from. I hope so. Appreciate where you're from. Yeah. Take care of where you're from. Yeah. Be cautious of who's coming into where you're from. Yep. Because these are all things, these are all things are like, wait a second, what's going on? Who are you? Where are you from? Why do you want to open down here? Yeah. And it's like, nah, yeah, square, exactly. and, and square peg round holes. Yeah. Hey, hey, get us. You want to stir the pot? You want to stir the pot a little bit? All right. All right. What do you got? Okay. So, hey. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, the views expressed by the people on the Emo Brown podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Emo Brown. Ernie, the stage is yours. So, as, as, so I, and I honestly feel like I have the, I have, I can, I can have this platform because I grew up in Barrio Logan and I can say this because there's a lot of people that are coming into the community that, that don't contribute back to the community. They're just, hey, Barrio Logan, let's go try to sell stuff there. And it's just like, nah, it's not the way it works. Like people put in their time. And so Barrio Food Hub right there on Boston is still within the community district. Ghost kitchen stuff. Yeah. The I read about it. Yeah. Great idea for the people, but at the same time as like how many people from the barrio can afford a kitchen there, how much money from that kitchen is going back to the community. Right. How many employees there are from the barrio. Yeah. And that's the big thing that, Hey, we've all been working hard to like establish some, some standards for our community. So how are you just going to come in from, I think it's the guy from Uber eats or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like, Hey dog, like we've been working hard for it to come. And this is like, if you want to do something, you got to pay some respects and come do some FaceTime. And and that's the way it works. That's the way it works in that neighborhood. We, it's funny you bring that up because we, we didn't have a heated we we have a little group chat where it's like myself, Chicle, Clint, like other other dudes, you know, like we we, we really Chicle's from Paradise Hills, obviously I'm from Chula Vista, you know, we 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 believe strong in our community, and somebody brought that up. Um, I'm gonna say who? <laughs> somebody brought that up in the conversation, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, this is fucking awesome, you know, this is the fucking greatest thing that could happen to Barry Logan." Yeah, and I was like. Really? Oh, really? I said, why don't you peel back the layers? Yeah. And, and, and I alluded to everything that you said, you know? And they were like, oh, well, do you have evidence of some shit like that happening? And, and, and I did, because just that day, I remember I was like, fuck that shit. Where else is that? And in Atlanta, bro, it's happening like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, uh, a company outside of Atlanta sprung up and opened a little community hub like that. Restaurant, mm-hmm. fucking retail, bar, brewery, whatever. And they posted up there. And the, you would assume from the outside looking in that it's, oh, this is great. But this yeah, is awesome. Exactly. This from looks like amazing. Looks, yeah. You know, people are, oh, I'm happy people are reinvesting into this community that could use a hand to elevate themselves and take it to the next level. Yes. All those boxes checked are correct. But what they don't mention is that nobody from the community is involved. This is all money from outside. Who's reinvesting yeah, in this community. These, these are all a business from outside of the community who are looking to collect off of the people in the community. You know who, who had the greatest, I, I, I look up to and I look up to anybody, but um, who's a great influence is Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Who, how he took over these little strip malls. Mm-hmm. Yep. My goal, I don't know how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it. Now. I'm going to put it in the universe, but um, the little, the little strip mall right there on the corner by Cesar Chavez and where Panchitas is at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little... That's my goal is, hey, whichever is the baddest ass clothing brand, I'll put you there. 
you've earned your respect. I'm going to put you there. The, whoever the baddest ass taqueria besides Salud, I want to put you there. Whoever the baddest ass panderia is there, Panchitas, you guys are OG, you're there. But fruteria, like the best right. of the best, you guys have paid your price. And if you guys don't, like if you guys don't have that platform, who's going to give them that platform? Right. And, and that's why it's important for people like you, people like me, people who look like us, you know? Yeah. And I say us, but I mean, Mexicans, we come in all shades, bro. Oh, yeah. We come in all sizes. We come in all shapes, you know? It's a canelito, dog. But I mean, it, it's He's important, bro. You know what? And when I was little and watching Boys in the Hood, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, But then just re-watching certain movies that like touch on these themes. And like Boys in the Hood was one of those. It's like, you know, these aren't businesses that we own. They're not by us, for us. They're from other people putting these things on. And there's mm -hmm. liquor stores on every corner. Yeah. There's gun and ammo shops on every corner. Like, that's not for us. Like, we don't do that. Like we don't build guns, you know, we, they're just there for us, you know? So it's like, we need to put ourselves in that position, take that role, take ownership and see what we can do to give back. You know, we always fuck around here with us, with the homies in the foundation and say, we got to buy a warehouse. And in that fucking warehouse, we got to subdivide it. And you know what? And my hat's off always. Cause you know, I, I'll, I'll say he's the OG Bobby tribal. When I sat down with El Compita Bobby and he was telling me that I, like inside him, I was like, fuck, that's what we need to do. That's the only way something like this, like, creates it and, and creates longevity and helps from the community within the community. Uh, that takes a lot of money. That, it takes a lot of connections. And, it takes a lot of things. And that's what we did with, with what, what I got going on right now. So yeah. I, came, I came from Salud, which is a great brand great product. And it's, it's a family business. It's a family business. That's going to go far 50, 50 years down the line. It's like, this is a family run business that grew on family. And I'm proud to say that I was a part of that. But at the same time as I, Get, rewind it back to the rock church. I used to be part of the rock church and be part pastor and stuff like that. And the whole motto of the rock church is save, equip, send. Get saved, equip you with what you need and send you on your way. Hmm. Salud, save me when I, when I lost my job in the maritime industry, save me, went from $150,000 to 1050 an hour, equipped me, humbled me, 1050 an hour, helped develop a brand that was just phenomenal save equipped me and how I can know how I can develop my own brand and sent me on my way. And it was just like, sent me on my way to the point where it's like, okay, I know this is a family business. I have much respect on that. They're going to grow. I need to grow my business now. Yep. And if, if I just sat there, then I'm just doing myself a disservice. If you sit in church and you just sit in there and wait for a miracle to happen, you're just doing yourself a disservice. And so when, when I just moved on, I got picked up by, by another by another entity. And then they were like, hey, dude, what do you want to do? Well, I want to do barbecue. Well, I partnered up with the guy from Grand Dole to Solo Barbecue. And both of us combined our our power, power forces unite. Levels of expertise and networks. Exactly. <laughs> and then we just became a, this this new barbecue in Barrio Logan. Bro, and then it's let me, just let, like, me <laughs> let me interlude real quick. That shit is money. Yeah. That shit is delicious, man. I've been in a visit this man a few times. and Being uh, that as soon as I cross over to north of the 54, <laughs> I, turn into, I turn into Marty McFly's brother, where if you see me in a picture, my arm starts disappearing. Then I got I to gotta get back to I got to get back to the south. It's, it's not your arm. It's Manuela. <laughs> it totally starts disappearing. What is, this, what is this entity called? How can I get there? What's the fucking word? What, what am I missing out on? So- Hot mess, hot mess. We started out, we were supposed to open up last year during COVID and shut down because of we, 
March happened and stuff like that. So um, it was supposed to have last year, April 1st and didn't happen. In the meantime, what we did was every expired beer that was going out of business that didn't, couldn't go to a bar or whatever, we were intaking. So what we were doing was we were separating that alcohol from the beer and making booze with it. Mm. So came up with another brand, Rebrew Vodka, Rebrew Gin, Rebrew Whiskey. At the same time, we were just developing. It's like, okay, we have this outdoor space. What are we going to do with that? It's like, okay, well, we have- Rooster a- fights. We have- <laughs> Been on the list. It's been on the- it hasn't been crossed out yet. Yeah, that's it just, hasn't been that's, crossed that's out. It's been circled a few times. There's not fighting. There's a easy for that, bro. So we were going to do that. But at the same time, we were like, you know what? Well, we have the smoker. We have everything. Let's just do barbecue. Mm. So we did barbecue outside. Killed it. Brisket. Oof, the side yard. Side yard barbecue kills it. I haven't been, bro. I see pictures. Bro. I see pictures, bro. Pinche chorizo que me dio un día. Not that that Bro, with everything going on in the community oh, right now in the beer industry, you're over here dropping chorizo jokes, bro. Take it easy, fella. Los frijoles changed, You've been canceled. Pineapple slaw, man. Woo. No, so we came up with a whole different concept of just barbecue. And then it what hot mess was, was the barbecue side was supposed to be the patio for the pizza and barbecue, but it just took off in this barbecue. So now we're like, okay, we got to get back to our original. So we're pizza, barbecue, Thursday through Sunday, brisket on Saturday and Sunday. It's just Fuck, I'm missing out, bro. something else that's bro. different. And they got, they got dope ass viewing parties for the Padres for the fights, bro. We have, uh, we have all UFC fights, pretty much all the Padre games. Um, I'm going to start to tra- carry the Cholo soccer games. Oh, the oh, the <laughs> got the Cholo soccer girls coming. Now we got your attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like I told you before, I want to sell three punk beers there and just like be able to. I know a guy that can make that shit happen, bro. Yo conozco un vato. That is awesome, man. Um, This is the thing. We were talking earlier before, like we, we started recording and shit. It's like, Certain things have to happen for you to like take your brand to the next level. I mean, you, 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 the dots are always there. It's just our job to connect them. You know, here at the brewery, like I said, it's like we had our one direction that we were going in. And then, you know, I took a step back and I said, yeah, you know what? I'm all about punk rock. I'm all about this DIY. I'm all, but you know what? I have another layers. Like I grew up on Norteño music. I, li- yeah. I grew up listening to corridos. I grew up with my family listening to this stuff. And I was like, I feel, I would feel like I'm cheating my brand that I'm creating if I just completely neglected that. So during the yeah. pandemic is when we really started like diving in and say, you know what, fuck, Lama Blanca, let's do it like this. You know what, Chevez Enero, let's do it like this. You know what, Pelotero. So I started like creating more of a portfolio of beers that represent what I was raised with, you know? Like I was raised with like Kill the Poor, you know, like Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, yeah, yeah. shit like that. But I was raised with Chalino Sanchez. Yeah. I was raised listening to Los Tucanes. I was raised to like listening to Norteño, Corrido, Banda, Tambora, Todo el Pelo, bro. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I said, you know what? No, boom, let me embrace that. Why am I Why am I like not trying to put that shit on a pedestal? Yeah. As soon as we did that, that it, I feel like, a new like switch went on ping, 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 and then we just started attracting new people that helped us get through the pandemic yeah. along with the hard work for our staff, like Kevin and everybody involved. We all decided to say, fuck it. We're grinding. Let's go. You know, I feel that's the way shit works. That's yeah. the way shit clicks. You're the way, what you're telling me is like you, 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 you or you save, you were equipped and now you're serving, you're sending. It's like, okay, you, you, you cross those, those boxes off. You check those boxes went to Salud after your maritime experience. And then now you jumped over here and it, all of that is under the thorn umbrella or? 
Yeah, pretty much. I started out at Thorn. Um, How do you like working at Thorn? Love Thorn. How did you? Devil's advocate. So initially, yeah, no, no, no. Initially, I'll tell you at first, I was like, these putos coming out with fucking barrio loggers. Like, all right. They, they've put in some work. We'll okay. Give, we'll give them a pass. Because real talk, but I remember when I, because, heard, because, when I first heard. When I first heard. No, no, no. Because no, the, I had some fellow because we went in the first. But then there were some other places that were kind of trying to trying to come right, ride that wave. It was like, oh, if they did it, well, I'm going to do it. Uh, like the Beach Grease guys and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, dog, like I was the first first company down here that got you guys launched. Yeah. And then, I remember that. That was your house beer, right? Yeah. That was the house beer. Yeah. And, and it's just like, hey, man, it's like. If you're going to do us like that and just kind of like look us over for the next brand, then uh, I ain't about that. But at the same time, it's like these guys, anytime we've asked them to do things, they've, they've, they've come in. They've come in hot. It's like, hey, you, we need beer. What do you need? Got you. Jay, when Jay was there at Thorn, he's got us every single time. And they've had us and they put in their time. And they weren't looking to have the spotlight. They were just looking to say, hey, whatever you need, we got you. And that went a long way in my book. So when I when I had left Salute, they were like, hey, just come work for us. We need to have some help in the tap room, change the tap room around, put some papel picado, change the music, put some new new artwork in there. Put and some we, Mexicans? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. Strategically and, 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 place the no, Mexicans. No, and that's what happened. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm not trying to bullshit you. That's what I did. I put some Mexicans yeah. in. And, and now, like... Having Hot Mess as a business also. Uh -huh. I'm a part owner in Hot Mess. And it's just like, and, and I work at Thorn. It's just like, fuck, why do I have Hot Mess more busy than, or why do I have Thorn more busy than Hot Mess? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm more more of an owner in Hot Mess, but I'm killing it at Thorn because we've established that relationship. Yeah. We've yeah. established that musica. They know that when Ernie and Vasni are working or when Hell Ernie yeah. and whoever are working, they're going to kill it with their musica. And we could have the whole... Pinchi bar, 50 plus people singing Adios Amor by Christian Nodal. I didn't prove it. Come here. And so the whole <laughs> bar, like, the Dad. whole bar can be singing and it's just, that's the vibe that people want yep. in their community, yep. you know? I want to go where I can go sing El Rey. I want to go sing Christian Nodal. I want to go sing Luis Miguel. Yeah. yeah. I want to go sing. What I mean, not, I, not yet, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I want to go sing like a place where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to sing Party in the USA. You came in like a wrecking ball. Exactly. I want to go what, what my parents listen to, yeah. what, what my parents used For to sure. pistear about. And which, I want to go pistear a little bit that we and heard go listen to that. Which, yeah. which was kind of what to, I was alluding I'm a fucking Thorn fan. Oh. I love Dennis. I love Eric. I love fucking Boston Tom. How fucking annoying. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I like Boston Tom. You know, but when I first saw them coming into, no, 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 you know, no, yeah. I don't want to be the devil's advocate, no, but no, I want to no. just fucking I was like, no, no, yeah, no, no, I was like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Yeah. And how is the community going to react? I can see from, from my hand, like my, I had a firsthand perspective in that, in a company that did it the wrong way. Which one? Hey, we all know. Let's not pretend like... Uh, it took me a second. Yeah, when yeah, you gave yeah, me that yeah, like, yeah. shut up, dumbass look, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and they went down there, man, and, and I up. let them know, like, you can't just show up and make money. You have to show up and put in work. You have to show up and let the community know you're there for them. You have to show up and actually pay your dues. And in their mind, it was just enough to open up a fucking tasting room. It was just enough to sell product. And, I mean, they're no longer around, so I think... Uh, 
evidence speaks for itself. So there's something to be said about Look at connecting what, yourself. What with Ernie's community. talking about, bro, makes complete sense. In this, in this industry, in this, in the in fuck industry, in the community that we all have our businesses in, you know, there's one common factor, and that common factor is that they have a representative within that staff that fully embraces that community, that fully goes fucking balls to the wall, like you know what, fuck it, this is what we're gonna do, cumbia loteria, yeah. fucking we're gonna have cumbia night, norteño night, you know, like a taquero outside, bro, that was us. You know, like that was you. Who else can we name that's in the same? But Mujeres does the same Mujeres, shit. You know, Mujeres yeah. is killing it now doing Shout that. Out Salud Estela. And, and it's like, these are the things that work. I'm not trying to like divulge the blueprint. If you've been to any of these places, you know what works. You know what doesn't work. What works? Ernie working behind the bar. Yep. What works? Glasses representing three punk ales. Yep. Me representing three punk ales in this community. Right. What works? Estela out there promoting a brand ambassador, shit like that. That's what works in this community. Embrace it. You know, By don't the community for the community. Yeah, People man. And, that yeah. and like that's the thing is like we we were born and raised. Me, me and Estella grew up a block from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a block from each other. And it's just like we know what everybody wants. Yeah. If you want to argue with us, then we ain't got no time for no. you. You, you no know what works work. because you're there. You know what works because you were there when you didn't do it. You know what works because you were there when you didn't do it and then you started doing it. And now it's like, oh shit, turns out this works. Yeah. You know, it's like you've been there from A to Z. We've been here. Bro, it's no coincidence that our fucking tagline here at Three Punk Girls is Pinchi Familia Cerveza Musica Fiesta. Mm-hmm. We know if you throw them shits in the blender, whether it's here That's what or resonates with anywhere people. else there's Mexicans or people, it's going to be all right. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be all right. Why? Why? Because we got fucking Juan Gabriel in the background playing, you know? Juanga. Yeah, we got the Juanga. We got fucking taco guys on the front. We got Black beer Eels. fucking flowing. You know, it's like those components never go out of style because that is a cultural representation of what we're about. That's saying something, man. Hey. I ran out of breath. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a burner there, huh? Oh, shit. Hey, so you alluded to something earlier and prior to the start of the podcast, you mentioned to us, uh, you, I mean, you were born and raised there, but the time you spent in the maritime industry, man, those are some wild ass stories, man. That was crazy to me. Wait, man. was this ingeniero, like, and some of the, uh, yeah, and dude, and some of the statistics that he dropped on us about the what that has done to that community blew my mind because I had never heard any of those things. A man of many hats, bro. Every time I see him, I'm just like, no, like yeah, the thing about the hats is that I did the whole cholo thing, mm-hmm. I Box did the checked. whole biker thing, Box checked. I did the whole just greaser. Just no, little strands, <laughs> little that. strands no, in the front no, of your hair. No, I did the tiger thing too. Okay, checked. But at the same time, it's like you know what what prevails over everything. Like, I look at the whole Chicano culture in itself, mm. and I look at who raised the Chicano culture was the people from the rancho. People from the rancho, like the whole cholo, everything. No matter how old your tío was, if you got that tío, bro. And the guaraches and the piteado tres piquetes. But at the same time, it's like, hey, where did his dad come from? From the rancho. They were raising maize, burros, caballos. All the stuff that the, that the, that we our gente do right now. The, the, the way that I look at chariadas, Mexican rodeo. And that's what that's why I wear my hat. Is because that's my homage to the people that really 
raise our cultura. How many people do you know that can gut their own cow and cut their own cow and cook their own cow and stuff like that and, and raise their own maize or raise their own, cook their own arroz or whatever, stuff like that. And that's what's like, that's what you got to teach your kids to be able to be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient, bro. If, if we didn't learn that shit in the last year, it's like, goddamn. Look at, the, look at the gasoline prices right now, for instance. Four dollars. And so, so if you had your own caballo, mm. if you love your caballo, your caballo is going to love you back. And it's once you have your caballo, it's like you could do whatever. You have horses. that relationship. You have that relationship. No, you have a relationship with your horses. And like an it's avatar. That's yeah, it's like exactly. an avatar. You, you, plug you, you plug in and you're like, oh, 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 oh. Like, oh easy boy. Easy this is boy. my horse. <laughs> yeah, easy boy. And so it's just like, I, I, I've learned a lot in the past year, 11 months today. I've learned a lot. And it's just been a, a, a wild ride. But once you learn, like on a rodeo, yeah. and learn how to once you learn how to mm-hmm. control your wild ride, whether it be your life or whether it be your 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 work or whatever. Once you learn how to control it, you're in cargado way. Yeah. And once you learn how to be in cargado, then you steer how you wish you want your rest of your life to be. I feel it, it, it's a metaphor for for life, like the 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 style of clothes, the, the everything. Because for me, honestly, man. Not, you, you, you're about it, dog. You know, you got your hat, no, no, no. Pelo, you know, you meld it together. It's beautiful. I've gone through many fucking changes in my life. You know, man, I've gone through the business suit. I've gone through the pinchy skater, like torn jeans, cadena all the way down, blue hair, spiky hair, todo el pelo, you know? And ultimately I, I, I come back and, and people fucking clown me for this, but I, I feel comfortable in it. I'll go oh, out yeah. to dinner and like, uh, I have kawama boots, you know, I have yeah. my boat, tengo mis botitas, I have my jeans, I have my piteado. Like I don't have a hat, but you're, el vato de la dira, what the? And it's like, you know what? Quit this in the car. Two respects to you. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. You know, it's like, I feel like it, it, it it's going to sound cheesy and it's going to sound lame, but yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's one of those things that grounds you that you're always magnetically drawn to. I'm magnetically drawn I am to that, that style. Uh-huh. And I know my wife, he might, my dad doesn't say shit because he, he's like, oh, no, mi cota suave, yeah, ponte yeah, eso, yeah. ponte el otro, you know? I'm drawn to that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn, you know, I, I like melding it together. I have like nice little dicks and flannels that I don't wear buttoned up. Mm-hmm. I'll wear like a t-shirt on the bottom, then my piteado, then my jeans and my boots. And then I'm like, I feel good. Then, I'm like, look at me. This is what I'm about. Oh, but you own a brewery that's punk rock. I said, bitch, this is punk rock. Yeah. For me, this, this is, is punk rock. Punk, punk rock, rock isn't like, sure. punk rock isn't blue hair. It's punk, different you know? than everything It's just else. different than anyone else. And I don't care what you say, I'm gonna do yeah. it because I like it. And that's yeah. me, Daring to be different. you know? And I'm gonna buy a fucking hat, bro. Yeah. I'm buying a hat. I'm gonna ask you who you brought it from. I'm gonna get my own because I've always had hats, but I'm like, I know, man, man, I got it. Palo. No. They're gonna laugh at me. Bro, I brought the person no, last no, week that. in a long time. You, you tell me, I, <laughs> this is my time. thing is I wear since I've been wearing my cowboy hats to almost four years now. It's like, who's gonna talk shit to a cowboy in a fucking hat? Yeah. I, I, I've been, I've been. Bro, but you're like 10 inches taller than this. Yeah, bro. I mean, you're like six, seven, <laughs> dog. I'm like I, five, been, nine and shit. I, I've been, I, I've been at work. Caesar looks like a pinche albondiga, bro. We've we're going to get clowned. <laughs> we've had, we've had events and it's just like, dude, you almost got your ass kicked in the garden cowboy hat right now. It's just like, yeah, motherfucker. It's just like, I, I like people, people like have come up with words for me. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a choquero. Mm. I'm a cholo and a vaquero. Go ahead. And then I'm a, Rancholo, Ooh, ranchero, like ranchero, at the same time. So, I mean, I grew up around the cholo. I mean, 
pay homage to the whole Cholo neighborhood. I, I mean, I've been there, done that. All those experiences and led you like, to hey, that. I, I may be a, I may be a vaquero now, but I'll still fuck you up. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell I'll him, still, dog. I'll, I'll, still, I'll, still ch- I'll leave my hat on, I'll too, bro. Ch- just oh, to let yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like I, who do you want, the Cholo or the vaquero? I may, One of them is going to kick your ass. <laughs> I may say I have some pointy boots, mm. but it's better to fit up your ass once I'm done kicking <laughs> it. So it's just like, hey. Los man. putazos, hey. you got me one. It's for me, like, I'm old, bro. I mean, I know how old you are. I know how old you are, Caesar. But I mean, I'm 42. I have a yeah. family. I have three little boys that I'm trying to raise, and it's a crazy fucking world to raise children in. It's just, it's just not so much going on. It's like you know what? Less is more has always been my mantra. It's like that's what I want. And for me, less is being me, bro. You know, like I just so don't be surprised now, fool. I'm gonna fucking start rolling in. A, I always wear jeans and my piteado, and sometimes bro, always the piteado. You know? The piteado is a staple. A I, I mean, I don't care what I'm wearing. I could be wearing a three punk L shirt yeah. with the fucking uh, Star Wars uh, whatever, but it's like piteado a piteado. Run uh, right underneath it, it'll always be a piteado, dog. There always. it is. There <laughs> it is. And I'm gonna. I have to. And I want. You know what? I want my boys to recognize yeah. that. Be like, this is. Ooh, is this who age? we are? This is how daddy. Daddy's daddy, your tata was raised. And this is the music and the culture I was subjected to when I was young. So it's in me. It can't, it, it, it cannot be in me. About the age your boys were, I remember that's when my dad would take me to the fucking swamp. Me and, you know, no, but, you know. Te vas a agarrar tus botitas, te vas a agarrar tu cinto, te vas a agarrar tu bichigoro. Estás listo. Same Paul Sinaloa. Bro, and it's funny because, yeah, just just last week and the first time in like, fuck. 15 years about my first hat like that, bro. Calmate, güey. Yeah, la negrita, bro. Todo in little Stetson. I got it. <laughs> Estoy listo. I want to, I wanna, you know. But to Ernie, Ernie doesn't fake the I'm funk, bro. Ernie, Ernie rocks around all down. Hat. Logan, all down national, rocking his hat, yeah. doing his thing. That's just. With the guy, too. Hey, que anda con el gallito, dog? Oh, bro, hey. yeah, you were supposed to bring a guest appearance <laughs> yeah, here. In, uh... the, gallo. <laughs> the gallo is like. ¿Cómo se llama primero? Chapo. Chavo, oh, so I got all my guys. My guy, the miniature guy, is Chapo. Then I got Chalino. He's the the Rockford, uh, brown and brown and tan, like striped. Hell yeah! And then Elvis, he got like some El- some sideburns and shit. Like that. <laughs> he got some blue suede yeah. fucking talons. <laughs> but my my compa that I got him from, like he found him in the street. Like he's like, hey dog, like I got these fucking roosters. They're not my style, pero they like, stop chingones, and they I can't separate them. So you want to take them? It's like, I will. Yeah, I'll take yeah. them. So these roosters are inseparable, and usually roosters you got you got to keep them together. Uh huh. And so I, I I keep them together, and so I have five hands, two roosters, and the mini the miniature, and so you got a lot of eggs. Yeah, I got, got a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's cracking, dog. I got a lot of kids I need too. Some, I need some eggs, dog. I need some eggs, dog. <laughs> I got a lot of kids too. Shit, no. So, no, that, that's like my. That's what kind of like. That's my connection to the rancho. Like, I used to have a horse, and, and, and so got we got rid of the horse because he was eighteen and. How do you get rid of a horse? Where do you take it? Or no, this lady came in. She got him. She took him to Oregon. It's like eight acres versus little ten by ten corral. So I was like, "Yeah, the love pinch cabrona." So and it was gone. We, yeah, so he's he's up there, but uh, like horses are cheap now. Like people get rid of thoroughbred horses that can't run in the races yeah. no more. Four or five hundred bucks. It's like them and those. Like, what? You see, you see Chewy just slipped up on one? No. Yeah, Chewy's got a ranch out in Ramona, dog. Just picked up a horse. Yeah, dude. When he got himself a tortoise. When he got himself dude, a fucking roost. Like trying to open a farm, bro. What is a bitch? He's got good feed. Good seed fucking zoo company. I sit there. So there's this, my homegirl, Jessica Penne. She's a UFC girl, but she has three horses. So we go riding her horses down right there by the border with the gate. And 
Border Patrol's like, hey, get away from there. Like, Kale, cabrón, pinche güey. Like, get away from Do you here. see the hat? You don't want to mess with this. You really trying to like, by this man. Like, like, down here is the, one of the only places that you can ride horses on the beaches. Three places in all of California you can ride horses on the beaches. And this is one of them. So take it, being able to take advantage of that. It's just, it's, it's, it's nice. It, awesome, it really, man. it really kind of like downshifts you and be like, Hey man, this is like, you accept, you ex- appreciate life a lot more. Yeah, man. So. I mean, I feel like anybody's done that. It's you, man. Like what you've endured in the past 11 months, man. And the way you've come out still on top, still in charge, man. I, I have a ultimate level of respect for you, my brother. You're, de- you're definitely something that people in the community look forward, look to rather, look up to. I, I, I've always been very humble about everything that I do. So it's just like being able to do what I do for who I do it for. That's a, that's what it is. Uh, some lady come up to me. She's like, I see you. My goal is to have a thing like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Compton Cowboys. There's a brand in, up in Compton. They gang members that used to ride, they ride horses now bareback. But being able to have a... a place like a rancho where people from the barrio can be able to go do rehabilitation, um, get away from drugs, just get away peace of mind and just teach them the way that the rancho ways that, that are our hint they used to grow up on and being able to be able to have them have a different exit, not exit on life, but a option. Option, opportunities, yeah, opportunity, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you expose those people to that, then then it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't gotta be a fucking troll. Yeah, because I feel yeah. I feel like people have a stigma. They have a preconceived notion of where like, oh, you're from Barry Logan. And it's like, oh, let me yeah. guess. You know, it's yeah, like, exactly, you know, exactly. let me guess. Yeah, Pichuato exactly. pelon, calcetines hasta las nalgas. It's like, okay, you know what? It's like, no, you know, you know, yeah. But I mean, it's like. It's not always like that. Like I said, Mexicans are, we come in different shapes, sizes, and colors, bro. We come from different backgrounds. Bitch, I come from a fucking punk rock and Norteño background. I know there's but not who, a lot of us, bro. Who would have thought that? Because if you tell somebody, oh, I'm Chulibus, oh, Chulawana, yeah, I got yeah, the yeah. school already. You yeah, know what I mean? it, it is what it is. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to trip on that. I let people talk their shit, do nope. their shit, whatever. But when you come to like, like Barrio Logan, bro, and, and, and I know since Ernie's been there from the get, He's seen a lot of things, you know, he, he's seen the transition. He's seen big money try to infiltrate the community and ultimately try to like cast aside who's been there from the get, you know, who's been there from the beginning. Everybody's got a price, bro. I mean, we, we, we were like touching gentrification earlier when we were like taking a little Bucanita shot. It's like gentrification is a double-edged sword. What does gentrification do? Gentrification takes something that's old, tattered, beat down. You invest money into it. You, you beautify it. And you present it back into the hood, but at what on cost? layer uh, on the top layer at the cost of what? Yeah, at the top layer, it seems like oh fuck yeah, that's awesome. But then you start digging, you're like oh that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But ultimately, it's like people have a price, you know. And I don't know, I don't know what the ultimate like middle ground is to that. Like I said, I feel like the middle ground is people from the community have to pony up, team up, and reinvest in their own community. That's like. I've ponied up and reinvested in my community with the business. But at the same time, like me living in my community now, I have my family and it's like, at what cost do does my family suffer from it? Too? Yeah. So like having my house where it's at, there's four houses in the block. I think one of them just got knocked down. So there's one, two, there's three houses left. 
So, and that's the whole burnt salt side, the whole Kearney side. So if we combinedly sold everything and I got, say I got a million dollars from it, from my, from my property mm -hmm. and somebody came and built a whole apartment complex on it, but then I would be a sellout because I sold my property to an apartment complex that a white individual- Smith and Sid, Smith Property Management Company. To the people exactly. that neighborhood can't afford. So, but at the same time, my family was suffering because of the pollution that was going on. So where do you draw the line on where does my family suffer and where does the gentrification start to suffer? Mm. So it's like, do I bail out and just stick it out like the man and up and just like everything dies around me? Besides, and then me. ultimately, you're just the last house standing on the block, you know. Or That's do crazy. I take my family and raise my family to where we can live the rest of our life? Why aren't you in Texas, fool? You you, you scream Texas. Texas at me. You scream yeehaw like a motherfucker yeah. to me, bro. That's the way the mirror is like you're learning yeehaw. See, pegan los gritos, bro. Texas is is my peace. Texas, I I every summer since 1984 was Texas the yeah. whole summer. And Texas is, uh, before I used to hate going to Texas, hot. But realizing more and more as I got older, Texas is my peace. It calls to you. And it calls to me. And people hate going to the desert. But if you really take the, the nasty thing out of something nasty and look at the positive, yep. the desert's beautiful out there. And I, after after my, my son had passed away, I started reading a lot of books and stuff like that and clouds and stuff like that. And Texas, I think why everybody else in Texas comes to Marfa in Texas, because Marfa is a town where it's my, it's my home. And why everybody comes to Marfa is because there's some sort of spiritual gravitation from Marfa. And so it's it's something that once you go there, you have to, it's like, okay, I get it. But you can't be like, oh my gosh, I just want some stores and a good restaurant. No, you go there to unplug from everything. Disconnect yeah. from the real world. And that's, that's Marfa for me. And I've been going there since 1984. And so now seeing the whole gentrification of Marfa, seeing that happen. Oh shit, that, so it touched your, your town as well? Yeah. Oh, damn. So this is with the artists and stuff like that and just... Adobe and the prices of stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's everywhere. Gentrification is everywhere. But how you steer it. Yeah. You have to be that person that steers it. Ultimately, it's an idea. You got to take control of that idea and create your own narrative with it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, somebody can come in. They don't, even, they don't even have a five-year plan yeah. for Marfa. Like, what do we want to do in five years? I don't know. Sell. Don't know. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, you need a mayor, man. You need, you have fucking Where's Marfa? Two hours east of El Paso. Where the fuck is El Paso? <laughs> <laughs> El Paso's right there by Nicaragua. No, 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 no. the Suez Canal. So the next no, thing that we need to paint in here is a is a map. map. <laughs> nice. No, I mean. it's two hours east, and it's it's a little town. Like I mean, a lot of people that kind of they want that they're looking for that homeliness in their life. Mm -hmm. People get away from Marfa. And so Matthew, I ran into Matthew McConaughey and Marfa. Oh yeah, Green Light. Yeah, Green. I read that book. Great, great, great book. I mean, if you want, you read it or you did the Audible. I did both. I wanted the Audible was better for me. Yeah, I just like listening to somebody tell when their he, own story. When he talks about it and listening to the story in Australia and stuff like yeah. that, it's hilarious. Yeah, and it's just like, 
why can't I? This is you guys got those white Matthew McConaughey. Why yeah. can't I be like that? Why not? Yeah. And being able to tell out stories like, hey man, this is what impacted my life. This is what did this to my life. This is what did this to my life. How are you gonna interpret it? You know, bro, if Matthew McConaughey was just Matthew McConaughey without everything he has done, I would have enjoyed that book the same way. Oh, for you sure. You know, his his mentality, his approach, because I, I think that's the last book I read. And fuck, man, I just love the story he told. Mm-hmm. His whole view on things. The world is in fucking turmoil. The world is upside down. There's fucking, you know, there's just disaster and chaos. Everyone's and finding a reason you know, to fight. There's just loss and, and corruption and things. But you know what? It's like, boop, 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 swipe it all aside, bro. It's like snow. You come out, you plow it, you clear your driveway, move all that shit to the side. Ultimately, we're all trying to better ourselves and trying to better our family. I heard a quote the other day that that really kind of like didn't get me thinking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get you get everybody else thinking. It's like if everybody's if everybody had zero at their as their bank account balance, everybody would be the same. Yeah. I mean, everybody'd be like, yeah, you're the same just as everybody else because you got a zero bank account balance like everybody. Yeah. And it's the, at the end of the day, everybody bleeds the same. Everybody yeah. dies the same. Everybody goes in the ground the same. Emotions. Yeah, all of them no are the same. Who, no matter who you are, if you're the president, if you're Trump, if you're whoever, Biden, if you're puto, if you're mas puto, if you're less puto, if you're whatever, you're going to die the same. Yeah. But your your impact is how are you, what's the impact that you're going to leave on everybody else? That's funny. We were yeah. talking, <laughs> we were talking about that outside. We got the Pinchy J and I was, and I was telling him, I was like, you know what? I hate to ruin the Titanic for you, but, it sinks at the end. Oh yeah, that's us. God damn. Yeah, you know. Sorry, bro. Spoiler alert. But it's the truth. Get back your golden globe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the truth. It's like no matter how you cut it, no matter how much money, no matter. Oh, I'm Elon Musk. Oh, I'm Jeff Bezos. Oh, I'm the fucking. I'm the unhoused person down on the park right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. El corrido termina igual, güey. The uh, fucking the song all ends the same for all of us. It all goes tan tan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ding 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 ding. Bing, bing. Yeah. And it, it's all going to end for all of us. It's what we do in the middle of it yeah. that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their different purposes and everybody has their different motivation, ambition, goals. Like, this is what drives me. This is what I want to accomplish. I got my family and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was, that's what I was telling Jay. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there's a disconnect with, with people and and, and and what they should be appreciating and what don't make a mountain out of a fucking molehill. Don't 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 sweat yeah, the small yeah, stuff because exactly. it's all small stuff. I have three kids and I have a wife. You know, I have my businesses and whatever. You know, we 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 have our priorities. And for me, man, my job, my my objective, my our goal as a husband and wife with children is to make sure we provide them with the tools to grow up, succeed, and be respectable citizens of whatever community they're in, bro. Exactly. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all. I don't give a fuck how much money we got. I don't give a shit how much money we don't have. I don't care. Any, I really want an Escalade. But if I never get exactly. that fucking new Escalade, it doesn't matter so long exactly. as my kids like grow up and like, oh, you know what? Okay, good. I can die peacefully. And that's fucking weird. I was just talking to my wife this morning. I was like, you know what? If I die, who's going to be here to help you with my kids? You know what I mean? It's like, I know I can do, I'll bust my ass to provide for my family and for my children. But if I pass away, we talk about homies, we talk about top tier friends and it it's like- all fades away. Who's gonna months. be there to lend you, who's gonna take my kid to a baseball game when I'm gone? Right. You know, who's gonna be coming by and, and teaching my kid life lessons? Like, hey, you know what? Your dad was about this, your dad was about that. It would He would really appreciate if I showed you how to do this, if I showed right. you how to do that. And for me, that's the Titanic. That's the ultimate, well, fuck, everything you're doing ain't shit. You better start focusing on teaching your kids these things, these morals, these these goals that ultimately 
they can, when they have kids, they can teach to their kids. And that's a legacy. Yeah. Fuck like, uh, oh, well I have a billion dollars. And when I die, my son is going to have these billion dollars. And when he's died, that he's, shit don't mean nothing. He's probably gonna be a little ass. You know, like what means something is like, you know what? Teach my him dad was about that. Yeah. My dad was about that. No quit mentality. Run through a fucking, the finish line and keep it going. Yep. That's what I want my kids to be. So I was like, I'm older now, bro. I'm 42. And I know some people, oh, 42, that ain't shit. But we don't 42, know look at Dude. Right now, I'm the oldest I've ever been in my life. And it ain't, and I ain't going in reverse. You know, like, oh, I just pass it. Now I'm the oldest motherfucker that I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And it's just going to keep going and keep going and keep yep. going. So it's like, I got to eventually take control of this narrative and be like, all right, cool. Fuck. This is how old I am. These are the kids that I have. This is my wife. These are the goals. Let's go. I have to prepare them because I'm not going to be around here forever, bro. Yeah. I mean, you, what's what's really your legacy that you want to leave behind? Yeah. And well, your, your kids are your legacy that whatever you're teaching them, mm-hmm. however that you want them to react to things, that's your legacy. And it's like, I learned that from my dad. Yeah. I, learned that, I learned so much from my dad. My dad, somebody once asked me, who's your hero? And they gave me the book and they gave me a book about who their hero was. And I read the book and it was a great book. I learned a lot from it. But who's my hero? After I read that book and I thought, like, who's my hero? It's like, my dad. Yeah. Because my dad was the one who taught me how to be patient in situations, even though may, he may have lost his patience with me in some situations, like, fuck. Who he I equipped wanna, you with that who tool. Who I want to be like when I grow up. I don't want to be like Chalino Sanchez. I don't want to be like Biggie or Tupac. I want to be like my dad. And so looking at those things, it's like, man, I want to I wanna affect as many people as I can. I'm not no lyricist. I'm not no baby, baby. I'm just like, I'm me. So who did I who did I have my best teacher was my dad, and so being able to reflect that what what he caused and what he did and just grow on top of that build on top of that, that's what you got to do in life. And so hopefully whatever I teach my kids is like, I want them to say the same thing. Who's my who is their hero? My dad. Oh, yeah. So I can sit there and show them and say, hey, this is what I do. To like not only make myself happy, other people are happy, but this is what the universe wants you to do, you know? Yeah. And if you don't teach that, then you're like, hey man, this is how you roll a blunt motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are, those are, those are skills that need to be learned. <laughs> <laughs> those are skills that need to be learned. Are you shocking a beer, mijo? <laughs> you know, mijo, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit further you know down what? the pecking order, right? As soon as my kids, like I hear them say, you know what? My daddy is my hero when they're older and like, yeah. you know, and not right now. It's like, you know, Obviously, right now, we're our kids' heroes because they're little. But when they're older and established and adults and say, you know, my dad's my hero. At that point, I want you to pen over to me and I'm going to turn into dust and just disappear. It's like- The whole, what are you watching? True Blood or some shit like <laughs> no, that? No, I just want to disappear into dust and be like, mission, I think mission it, it, accomplished. I don't know any of those references, bro. <laughs> True Blood, Thanos, I don't know watch your movies, bro. I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, my like, mission hey, here mission is complete. Like, I'm done. You know, and then you get into spirituality and all this stuff, and it's just like you know what? You're just here, like, like you do hold the whole Jesus thing and all that stuff, and you you treat, heavy treat, into that. treat other people how you want to be treated, and it just doesn't go to Jesus. It just goes like, man, if I want to be cool with somebody, I want people to be cool with me. Yeah, and it goes that's it's simple, simple. What an equation! One plus one is two. Exactly. It's not physics. It's not cal- no. calculus. It's not any yeah, of that, bro. No. It's just simple. One plus one is two. Are no, you cool with me? I'm cool with you. But you people have a me? hard time grasping oh, yeah. that. They want, they, some, and a lot of people want something from you. The more successful you get, people want something from you. It's like you got to pick and choose who you yeah. your people that, that trying to trying to find who's genuine and trying to find you know who actually has your best interests in mind. Yeah, man. That the the older you get, the more you start you know focusing on what that really means. 
You start to see who 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 your people who your real people are. Your wife or your significant other is always going to be there. Your yeah. kids, and, and then maybe that one or two people that are your really close friends. That you, really you got those one you. or two people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You got the top tier inner circle of homies. Yeah. Get bueno, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everyone's fortunate enough to have that. No, Let's be I real. Probably have like like three people that I can really, 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 really trust. Mm. Yeah. And everybody else, I'm I'm cool with. Yeah. I'm, I'm chill. Like. At this moment, I have no beef with anybody. Nah. And if you have it with me, nah. that's on you, bro. You no. you obviously love to carry baggage. Well, me, I, I can nah. I can I can tell these three four people like, hey man, this is, this is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at. I'm trying to. I'm I'm not trying to decompress on you, but they allow me to decompress on them. And we're all going through something. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's going through whatever, but at the same time, it's like, and they respect me, and I respect them because they can de- decompress back on. It me. works both ways. Yeah. I got two dudes and like five of them fighting for that position for number yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. But I ain't taking applications right now. So you can fucking put them puppy dog eyes away, Caesar. <laughs> Shit, homie. Currently closed. I'm looking yeah. at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this, the office is currently closed for new friends in the top tier, bro. You're good, though. You, it's you're, like your MySpace five, top five and shit. <laughs> bro, I never had MySpace. You know why? Actually, I did. I had MySpace to follow Chingo Bling. And that was it. But I never updated it or anything. Yeah, it, bro. El Vinci, the original rooster fighter, dog. Yeah, yeah. Ernie, I'm happy you came through, bro. I mean, it's always my pleasure. We, 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 we. I told you earlier, it's like the first keg that Three Punk Ale sold outside of Chula Vista, so outside of like La Bella, outside of not La Bella, no, no, yeah, La Bella, Bella. outside of Manhattan, was Salud Tacos, bro, and it was with you, yeah. you know. And I remember I took a picture of me in in, in the truck, bro. I was like, oh shit. We're finally delivering a keg outside of Chula Vista, you know. And I was, I'm gonna find that picture now and post it again. But it, it was just awesome, man. I mean, you, you. No, and I want to continue that relationship. You don't talk about it. You are about it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, you definitely aren't one of those dudes that just fakes it. Oh yeah, bro, I got your back. Whatever you need, woo woo. Yeah. No, like you, you said, hey man, I'd love to have your beer here. I said, okay, cool, and I took it over there, my, and that, my, that was it. My word is my bond, and that's one thing that I can honestly say about my word is just like, hey, whatever I say, I. I whether it's two years, one year, one month, down the line, whatever I tell you, I, I mean it. Yeah. So. You'll figure it out. Damn, you got a romantic with me, bro. You, <laughs> you got a romantic with me. You're going to get a rose at the end of the night, okay? No, <laughs> shit. I am the bachelor winner. Compita uh, Henry, I appreciate you. I look up to you. Keep killing it in your community. Don't stop. Keep wearing hats, boy. Oh, fuck yeah, around, man. dog. We're oh. going to keep having you back in because I, I know like like anything else, I think we just barely scratched the surface oh, of yeah, what you're sure, all yeah. about. We'd like to get to know you more and bring you on the show. I feel like the, the, the show would benefit from having somebody with your experiences, yeah. your history, and, and what you bring to the community. Yeah. You know, it's like, so yeah, you're always welcome on Nemo Brown show, bro. to the studio, mixed yeah. cocktails, tortillas, y el chapo. Yeah, no, All of which, no. none were brought today. <laughs> none of those things were brought me, today, bro. Send me that I, in the writer I, I next I dropped, time. I dropped the ball on that, man. I just got happy he said yes, and I was like, I stole You got to send me that in the writer next time. <laughs> M&M's, green, white, and red M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. Tortillas and chorizo con pinche frijol y arroz el cuatro mil bucks. Thank you, bro. Right. Keep doing your thing. Keep killing it. We appreciate you. Okay, gracias.